This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is People Every Day. Coming up, a powerful sit-down with the children of 9-11, born shortly after their fathers died in the attacks. 20 years later, People goes inside their lives now as young adults. Plus, Hurricane Ida brings death and destruction to New York City. Kanye West seems to rap about cheating on Kim and breaking down the latest drama between exes Courtney and Scott. It's September 2nd. Hi guys, Janine Rubenstein here, and this is People Every Day. It is Thursday, and if you would have told me yesterday that I would be waking up to the pictures I'm seeing from my friends back in New York City and New Jersey, I I probably wouldn't have believed you. Hurricane Ida swept through the tri-state area last night, causing both New York City Mayor Bill de Blasio and New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy to declare state of emergencies. Along with heavy rainfall, strong winds, and tornadoes, there was massive flooding in many homes and public places like the New York City subways and Newark Airport. The National Weather Service of New York issued its first ever flash flood emergency for the city and also recorded 3.15 inches of rain in Central Park in one hour. And I'm sad to report that as I speak, the death toll in the area has climbed to 14, including a toddler. So incredibly heartbreaking. My thoughts and prayers go with everyone affected by this record-breaking storm, especially those who've lost someone. While switching gears to the world of entertainment, Kanye West continues to dominate the headlines following the long-awaited release of his 10th studio album, Donda. On his new song, Hurricane, Kanye seems to hint at cheating on estranged wife Kim Kardashian West. The lyrics of the song include, Here I go acting too rich. Here I go with a new chick. And I know what the truth is, still playing after two kids. It's a lot to digest when your life always moving architectural digest, but I needed home improvement. That last part seems to refer to when Kanye's California mansion with Kim was featured in an issue of architectural digest last year. And a source told people that the lyrics are, quote, in a way, Kanye's testimony of everything he did wrong and his apology and taking accountability. All right. So for this next story, we're just going to stick around Calabasas a little bit and talk about all the drama surrounding Kourtney Kardashian's love life. Apparently, her ex, Scott Disick, is still not too keen on her PDA with current boyfriend, rocker Travis Barker. Recently, so much has unfolded from one simple screenshot. I've asked People's Michelle Coriston to catch us up on what went down. Take it away, Michelle. 
Kardashian scholars, I come to you with a breaking news alert. As we all know, Kourtney Kardashian and Scott Disick dated off and on for nine years before splitting in 2015. Since then, though, they've kept things super friendly to co-parent their three children. Meanwhile, court-dated model Yunus Benjima on and off for almost two years, and we know that the Kardashians and Jenners did not approve this relationship. Now, if you have Instagram, you are fully aware that Kourtney has been dating Blink-182 drummer Travis Barker for almost a year, and they love PDA. Cut to this week when Yunus went on Instagram and posted an alleged screenshot of a DM that Scott had sent to him in response to Courtney's super steamy photos with Travis from their romantic Italian vacation. Scott allegedly sent a pic of Court sort of straddling Travis on a boat and making out with the message, quote, yo, is this chick okay? Bro, like what is this in the middle of Italy? Yunus allegedly replied, doesn't matter to me as long as she's happy, P.S. I ain't your bro. But Yunus woke up and chose chaos because he posted this whole alleged exchange to his Instagram story with the caption, quote, keep the same energy you had about me publicly, privately. Then Travis himself seemingly reacted to the drama by posting a pic of Ray Liotta from the movie Goodfellas laughing on his IG story. So Courtney has not publicly responded. However, a source tells people that she's surprised but not shocked by Scott being so upset by the photos and then sliding into Eunice's DMs, explaining, quote, Scott has always had a difficult time accepting that Courtney is happy with someone else. He is especially threatened by her relationship with Travis. Now, of course, our source says Courtney is disappointed that the father of her children would act like this. And while she decided to remain unbothered and continue loving up on Travis on their trip, she plans to confront Scott. And I think I speak for all of us when I say, why did keeping up with the Kardashians end before this tea? And can Hulu please send a camera ASAP? Thanks, Michelle. And now it's time to dig in on this next story with People's East Coast News Editor, Liz McNeil. We're discussing a story, a journey, really, that she's been on for 20 years, covering the lives of the children of 9-11. Following the attacks, People found a unique way to look at the human impact of the devastating loss of life, interviewing dozens of widows, all who were pregnant at the time of their husband's deaths, in and around the Twin Towers and the Pentagon. Fast forward 10 years, Liz caught up with some of the then 10-year-old kids to discuss their lives and their dad's legacies. And now, marking the 20th anniversary of that horrific day for this week's cover story and a new Discovery Plus documentary that People co-produce called Rebuilding Hope, the Children of 9-11, Liz sat down with some of them again, now 20-year-old adults or soon-to-be. And I have to say, it's a moving and powerful piece of journalism. Liz, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you so much, Janine. So we've been talking about this project for months, of course. Uh, you, you interviewed uh, these women way back when, and, and now you have just been following this journey. So talk about how this project first even came about. So in the days and weeks after 9-11, right, we were all there that day. I lived downtown and we were thinking of how could we cover this story in a way that was maybe show something that a side we hadn't seen or um, something that would maybe also give us hope. And there was an idea to um, find out about these moms who were pregnant that day and whose husbands had died, both in the towers and the Pentagon attacks. But there was no list or anything. Like there was no, we just, you sort of found them anecdotally. Like if you'd read a story about, um, right, you, we were reading obituaries all the time. You might read a story about somebody's wife was pregnant. 
So we went about calling them, finding them. And we did our first uh, big photo shoot with them for a cover uh, in early 2002. So the woman brought their babies. One of the moms just told me uh, a baby Alexa was, I think, 11 days old. Wow. And we held them and we cried with them. And from there, we ended up uh, following their journey uh, for the next uh, almost 20 years. Wow. And so what has that been like just for you watching these kids grow up into young adults? It's very emotional because when I saw them at our photo shoot for the cover, we had held some of these kids. I mean, that's an incredible thing. And, you know, I'm always inspired by them. Like they're so hopeful. They make me laugh. They, of course, uh, we cry together. It's um, one thing I remember is when we checked in with them for the 10th anniversary in 2011, you know, I was still doing a story about the mothers at that time. Yeah. Uh, it was always about the mother's resilience and the mother's strength. And one of the moms had two younger kids and she was so busy making the younger kids lunch. Cause of course she had three young kids. She was like, Oh, just go talk to Gabby. And Gabby was almost 10. And I remember thinking, Oh, you know, interviewing kids. Yeah. <laughs> it's the worst, right? Like, he's not going to answer anything. <laughs> it's, it's pretty hard. <laughs> he's not going to answer anything. Um, and Gabby was so, uh, he, he was so surprising. He was telling me about the balloons they released every September 11th. And I remember walking out of the house and thinking there's a whole other story to tell from the kids' perspective. Oh my goodness. So we listened through to all of the interviews and I know my producer was struck by the similarities of some of their answers, especially when it came to coping with loss at a young age or this idea they all mentioned about living life to the fullest. So let's take a listen. I think experiencing loss at such a young age made me realize that in life you were going to encounter so many challenges. I think losing my dad so early was really formative in that I learned uh, coping at a very young age. It's a really hard skill, uh, I'd assume, to learn as an adult. So I'm oddly thankful that I was able to grasp that concept as a child. I wouldn't call it strength as much as I would call it resilience um, because people always uh, around this, around September, you know, during school, grade school and everything, because people would know. And so uh, I would just think of it as that is, that's something that has happened to me, but it's not me. So that's Alexa Smagala, um, and she's the daughter of a firefighter uh, who died on the 40th floor. And then there's Gabby Dick, and his father uh, was there for a meeting that morning, uh, Windows of the World. And then there's Ronald Milam, and his father was killed in the Pentagon. He was an Army major. Wow. And so, so, so talk more about that, these the similarities of their experiences. You can ask them deep questions and um, they're in an f- interesting place because it happens before they're born. So in a way they don't experience the loss and yet this loss has shaped them, right? And they, and they do have a resilience. They have experienced something so sort of such a profound loss, right? At such a young age. So what's interesting as we follow them is sort of how it both does and doesn't define them. And that's what makes them hmm. sort of endlessly fascinating. Next up, more from my interview with Liz McNeil discussing the children that 9-11 victims left behind. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. 
Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. And so several of the kids said that, well, they're not kids, several of the young adults now <laughs> said that they plan to mark the 20th anniversary by just living their lives, that it feels like just another day. So let's take a listen to a few of their answers about that. On September 11th, I'll be in Israel this year, and I kind of just going to mark it by living my life, trying something completely new. And I think that's something my dad would be proud of. We hear about it enough uh, whenever the, the date rolls around, so... There's no point in us doing anything for it. Anniversaries are sort of weird. Uh, I don't know. In, in my opinion, like every day is an anniversary of something. The September 10th is 364 day anniversary. So, I mean, September 11th is obviously like a bigger day and I'm thinking about it more. I think, I think anniversaries are very important to the population as a whole. Um, because I don't, I personally don't want to think about 9-11 every day. So Liz, do you think there's just an expectation from the outside world for these young people? And, and what, you know, has 9-11 come to mean for them over the years? You know, it's such an interesting idea because I almost felt in speaking with them that it's almost like the anniversary is something for other people. Mm. But we mark it, but it's sort of there every day. And so some of the kids market in a in a way and for others others don't like i know alexa smagala the daughter of the firefighter she'll mm -hmm. go to her dad's firehouse in brooklyn um mm. but gabby who was the second young adult that you heard from with him it's there 365 days a year so for them um i think the loss is so much deeper that it, that's almost it's not like that day is more loaded for them than than the other days. Yeah. I, I want to touch on the moms quickly and how they've coped and, and moved on these past 20 years. How how are they doing? Do, did they speak about their lives? You know, these moms are the strongest women I think that I have ever met. And they amaze me every time. And one of the women, I remember her saying, Jenna, that's Gabby's mom. Uh, mm -hmm. She said to me, I had to decide when Gabby was born, not to be broken. And um, <sighs> that I always remembered, you know, what she said. And so they're, I, they're amazing. You know, they are really strong. They're really proud. Um, and I think I sort of, when I watch them, watch their, watch their kid, it's really an amazing thing because it's really a story about love. So Liz, in, in, in partnership with all of this is a documentary, a Rebuilding Hope, The Children of 9-11. And there, one thing just really stuck out to me. You have, you know, Ronald, one of the children who says he had never even heard his dad's voice before this documentary. Let's take a listen to what he had to say about that. I never heard his voice or seen him, uh, you know, just talk or react to people in person. So it's pretty cool. I didn't know. I thought he would, because all his pictures, he's mainly, he's mainly just, you know, straight faced. Uh, there's only like a few of him smiling because, uh, like I said, mainly a serious person. So uh, it was cool to see, you know, how he was when he was around people. 
That's amazing. And, and it's mind boggling. You think about now, like our camera phones are out all the time. There's lots of video. But if you go back to 2000, like and that era, 2001, no, you didn't have that. And these kids don't, they may not have that. It's totally amazing. So there were two of the kids that we um, profiled in the story and in the documentary who, for the very first time, uh, saw their dads on video and heard their voice for the first time. Ugh. And for Ronald Milam, it was amazing because his dad and all the photos is a very serious uh, you know, military guy. And in the video, he's uh, teasing his brother and he shows up in costume for his birthday party. And uh, he's laughing. And mm. to watch Ronald watching his dad was really so moving and and really beautiful. And the same thing happened with Gabby uh, Dick. He watched his father, uh, Ariel Jacobs, on video uh, and heard his voice for the very first time. And he was saying to be 19 years old uh, and for the very first time to hear your dad's voice, he said, it's sad, but it doesn't make me sad. And a lot of the videos of his dad, he's, um, he's sort of acting up for the camera and uh, being really playful and joking. And so Gabby was laughing along with his dad as he watched the video. And yes, it was uh, very remarkable. That was People's East Coast News Editor Liz McNeil. For more on her story, The Children of 9-11, head over to People.com, pick up this week's issue, and check out Rebuilding Hope, available to stream exclusively on Discovery Plus starting Tuesday, September 7th. And now, a much-needed something to make you smile. If you need to spice up your life, the time is now, because yesterday on Instagram, the Spice Girls, all of them, including Victoria Beckham, announced they will be releasing a limited edition two CD deluxe version of their debut album Spice to mark its 25th anniversary. Man, songs like Say You'll Be There and Who Do You Think You Are take me all the way back to the 90s. And I mean, who can forget Wannabe? <laughs> so what we really, really want is a full-on Spice Girls reunion again. Fingers crossed. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. <laughs>